58. I was right the first time. 58. Let's go. Nice. Okay, anyways, welcome to episode 58. It is April 4th here, uh, which is April 4th. May the 4th be with you, of course. Um, no. uh, That's next month. That's, I know, I know. I'm just memeing. I'm just memeing. Tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo, because it's Cinco Let's go. the fifth day of April. Not Mexico Independence uh, Day. Uh, I'm just yeah. messing around. Uh, today we have Austin with a sick hat, Steve with his sick hat, Kyle with his garbage trash hat. I'm just kidding, Kyle. That's so uh, mean. Oh, we got I a full piece. We got Jake looking fresh as always, and they got me in the old navy tee. So, uh, and Kyle's just wearing, Kyle's wearing his Levi's. He's wearing a Levi's shirt. That's kind of like, uh, And he likes dinosaurs, if you didn't know. So, all day. Uh, welcome to the podcast this week. Uh, we are a bunch of friends having a bunch of good time. We will be going through a few different things this week. Um, well, most importantly, uh, there's a few big events that just happened this weekend, including the most watched, uh, the most watched NCAA basketball event in 20 years. Some Holy like, crap! Something, something like that. 2005 or 2004? It was like UNC versus someone. Uh, anyways, uh, in a long time, uh, we also have a few things coming up this next weekend. Um, what ne- the end of next week or the following is the end of the NBA and NHL season, uh, as well as uh, we have the Masters coming up this weekend. Go Tigers! So uh, we're gonna be talking about all of that this week. Um, awesome. Uh, I will start off with also saying uh, we recorded a bunch of episodes for a bunch of different things this past weekend. So please be on the lookout for those. We've already posted a few of those. Uh, first one talking about Caitlin Clark and her amazing two games leading up to the finals where she also had a good game. Uh, you can't really see her uh, or uh, the other team for that matter as uh, as we'll get into that as well. Um, and then uh, the second video also posted uh, which we talked about the NHL point leaders so far this year mostly the goal leaders um we wanted to talk about that all coveted 50 and 60 more importantly 60 goal mark as only one person has hit with a few people on their way to getting there so we talked about that so definitely make sure to go check those out over the next what week and a half jake two weeks uh um, yeah a couple weeks yes uh, please be on the lookout as you are going to be seeing our off-season rankings pre-draft as the draft is in just a handful of weeks uh the plan is to be doing uh, a draft uh, reaction which i think we did last year so i think mm-hmm. we'll be to do that again this year um i know it's usually what we like to do as long as we can uh so we'll be going ahead and doing that uh but let's get right into it so let's talk about what's already happened uh, let's talk about the less important of the two this weekend. Uh, UConn yeah. <laughs> uh, went ahead and beat uh, San Diego State. Uh, anyone surprised? None of us are surprised. Not really. Uh, hey, our all. bracket killed it. Yes, our bracket did you're win, welcome, which means we're all Nick. winners. Yeah. Uh, you can't say you're welcome because at least yes. four people voted. No, no. <laughs> at least four people voted. I made sure that we were voting for you. Austin, at least four people voted for UConn. So at the end of the day, we're all winners. And you at the end win. of the day, well, how about this? You don't win because you didn't want them to be on our bracket. Uh, it doesn't matter. We as a group chose because there's a lot of other things that could have changed it. So uh, for the record, being, we as a group won. I'd like to point out there was what 22 to 23 million brackets on ESPN alone. Yeah. Our bracket mm-hmm. was in the top 15,000, which is let's go 99th percentile, baby. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, which is pretty like say, freaking cool. I'm still undefeated, so. 
I did. You went over this, Kyle. I you were defeated by all of us, including yourself. So you are the ultimate. So dark technically, Lord. I also. The only you people he didn't off. beat was the group bracket. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. lost exactly. by, what was it, 80 points? Maybe? His own all mind right. was not stronger than all of ours combined. Uh, <laughs> and that makes sense. Uh, so Only by 80 points, though. That's pretty good. Hey, 80 points. That's a lot of points. Uh, anyways, not in this. So, no, yes. It's two games. It, you know, for yep. well, it depends Four on the games? rounds. It could have been one game yeah. if it was. So, anyways, uh, if if you guys want to talk briefly about it, UConn uh, did not w- lose or did not win a single game by any less than double digit points throughout the entire Fuck. tournament. That is a true stat, Austin. You don't. I, I see. About no, no, it. no, I was saying the way you said it was weird. Yeah, so I said it was really weird. Uh, UConn won every game of the tournament by at least a double digits, which is yes, absolutely insane and not something that you will likely see. Um, um go ahead. Can you can you stop doing that? This is your no, moment, Austin. This is literally okay. your moment. Uh, this is your dog clearly doesn't want okay. you to have this so, Um yeah. Right. <laughs> um no, UConn baby. Yes. Uh number five. Number five, baby. We're gonna repeat next year. Mark it right here. That's, a, it. Fu- that's it. a false Repeat, statement. Oh boy. Baby. First one since Florida in uh oh seven. Anyways. That's so false. back to the more realistic stuff. Um <laughs> I said at the beginning of the year, after we went on that 14-0 run, we were going to be here in the spring. I called it. I said it. Here we are. <clears throat> um, what's insane is that we were able to – Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were going to be suffering. Yeah. Actually, that's a whole other year until we lose. Anyways. Um, oh, my Lord. It's going to be a long summer, boys. <laughs> you're a Cowboys fan that can actually back it up. you're a Bonds fan. Um, <laughs> But anyways, poor New Yorker. Anyways, um, <laughs> they won all. They didn't lose a single non-conference game this year. That's impressive. They went uh, twenty, yeah, twenty and zero in non-conference games. So that also tells you how good the Big East is, and also just how different it is when you don't play teams the same, you know, multiple times throughout the year and multiple years, right? Like they're not gonna play Alabama probably next year. They're not gonna play some of the other probably not Iowa State next year, you know. Um, so it shows just how much a coach being able to coach against another coach year in and year out, you start to learn each other's tendencies or to learn that stuff. And so that carries over into games when you get close with talent and knowing, okay, this is what this coach likes to do here. This stuff you can kind of game for that. Is this, uh, Hurley's third year? This is his fifth year. Actually. He took over in 2017 or 16. I thought it was eight. No, he took over. I know in, I think it was in 17. He had a full, it was 17, 18, 19. 2020 and then one and two here so anyways five years he's been here um so to get his national champion in his fifth year is pretty pretty incredible um and a fun there's been a lot of weird stats that if you go and look at all of the title games that uconn wins um it's weird how they have so many things in common with their past wins it's it's just there's i can't even come up with all of them right now but i was seeing a lot of things that are just like Oh, let's see. Three out of the four, uh, five are one in d- Texas. The last time the Houston hosted was 2014, and guess who won it? It was UConn. Um, so you're telling me also... any time the championship game is hosted in Texas, bet on UConn. Bet on UConn. Got it. Um, okay. Whenever they go through the West region, they win their championships usually. Um I think four out of five, maybe even five out of five, they've always been in the West portion of the bracket. 
No, not in 20, not in 2014. 2014, they were in the opposite of the West. Okay, that's Midwest? right. You're right. That's right. It is was in Midwest? the Midwest or East yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So four, yeah. I believe it's four out of five, they were in the West. Like, just weird things like that. Also, they typically are the ones that when they win, they're not the seed that's supposed to win. They're almost never the one or two seed when they win. They did do that as the one seed in 99, but otherwise they're eight, three, and a four. Um, I don't remember what the other one was. Five yeah. this year. Was five. It? No, 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 no. Oh, they were a four they were, seed. They were My four. bad. I'm trying to remember. What was the 04 one? Anybody remember what seed they were? No. I want to look that up for me. Sure. I got um, you. What year? Either way. Oh, four. So yeah. three. Four. Were they also a four? No. no, no, no. Actually, no, I, I think they were. I, oh, she does four. You know, I actually think they were a four that year. Well, let's find out. Stay tuned. Keep talking, and I'll let you know. But anyways. Keep talking. So I'm just going to say, they are now a blue blood. I don't care what you say. They've got five. They're tied for fourth all time behind UNC at they six. They were two Justin seed that year. They were two seed there. Okay, so they've got a one and a two, but then the other ones have been um, Random. three, four, and an eight. Or seven. Um, so it is kind of interesting. Um, but just a lot of weird things about UConn and how they are. I think um, Josephs was a one seed that year. That's fucking wild. That is funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I said in the group chat that I was going to take the stance that they're not a blue blood. I was actually using that as bait for certain people in the group chat to see if that would make a read. <laughs> and it wasn't you, Austin. It did not work, unfortunately. Uh, um, but uh, I do genuinely think that the only reason why some people don't consider them a blue blood is time, just like we talked about last week. Um, Here's Austin, my... You weren't here for that. Oh, were you here for that? Yes, I was. I was here for yeah. not not last week. We talked about the week oh, before. Oh, yeah, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but Here's... it's the same oh, thing. It it's still week. time. Maybe it was last week. I don't remember. It was last week because I wasn't here. Oh, that's right. So it, was it doesn't last week. really matter. Either way. But... <laughs> well, the last yeah. thing I'll say about the Blue Blood stuff, and then I'll be done talking about UConn for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. That, Just a bit. Is that, yeah, 30 seconds. Is that it, people are going to keep putting I, IU in there. They're going to keep, you know, UCLA, some of those other teams. Now, UCLA is different. You know, they have 11 championships. You know, you can debate all that stuff, but when you have a championship, you have a championship. And I'm not going to take that away from you, even if it wasn't a 16 team or an eight teams, you know, field. It's still a championship. Um, if we're going to put IU and if we're going to say once you become a blue blood you're a blue blood no matter what happens um, even going back further than you know uh, back to like 87 when when uh, it was the last time IU won one um, when we're talking about like this time span stuff like that all time records UConn has the same as like a lot of those they're in the 1800s 1700s you know for all time wins that kind of stuff so they're right up there with them they've been good as a basketball program, all the way back to 1901 when they were first there, or first started as a basketball program. And just took them a little longer, like Duke, to get there till the 90s to finally win the national champion. Um, but once they arrived, they arrived. And they have outproduced use, uh, most of the Blue Bloods, actually every Blue Blood since they won a title. And they have been in more uh, tournaments than IU, I'm pretty sure UCLA, stuff like that since then. So for me, they've now done it for a long enough time. They've got five, they've out produced half the blue bloods that are on the list for most people and they and if you look at the before they even won they were in the tournaments they were still there they weren't necessarily a quote-unquote powerhouse yet um but they have the tournament history i think in my opinion to say you've got to put them there so that's so, it for that for, really quick before we move on to the other the more important game, game of the, of the, the other game that happened <laughs> I just wanted to compare the Blue Bloods. Now, for the sake of this, I'm not talking about Indiana because Indiana seems to be one that we can Indiana is an outlier, and they probably shouldn't be there yes. anymore. But that's... Mm. But, so I just want to compare 
the blue blood so you we all can see where UConn stacks up. North Carolina has six titles, 21 Final Fours, and 39 conference titles. So I've, what I'm looking at is College Basketball Report, and I'm assuming um, that is going to be um, regular season conference titles because of how many it is, not actual tournament games. So just say, just for the record there. That's fair. Um, Kentucky has eight titles, 17 Final Fours, and 56 conference titles. UCLA has 11 titles, 19 Final Fours, 31 conference titles. Kansas has four titles, 16 Final Fours, and 64 conference titles. Duke has five titles, 17 Final Fours, and 23 conference titles. And UConn now has five titles, six Final Fours, and 29 conference titles. Final Fours so, is tough there. That's the yeah, biggest outlier. Final, I was going to say Final Fours is really the only outlier. But when you have same amount of titles that um, Duke has and more than Kansas has, that kind of seems to be pretty big. <laughs> I, it, but we also didn't talk about things that we were talking about last week is the timing. Uh, and that's just a big thing. Like the blue blood is historic. And I, I agree that UConn has the numbers. But timeline wise, they're not historic yet. So many of those titles, like three of them, feel so recent. I can remember Kemba. You're muted, by the way, Austin. I can remember <laughs> Kemba hitting that shot. Like, that doesn't feel old to me. It doesn't feel historic. You know, like, that's the issue. But that, that's my thing for when it comes to Duke. Again, Duke only won the first one in 91 or 90. You know, yes, it's a seven different year difference for their first one versus UConn's 99. But they both have five since the early 90s on to now. Yeah. So it's not like Duke was doing anything. Now, they have more Final Fours, more appearances if you go look at further back in the history. But again, if we're talking about the stuff that really made them a blue blood. Like, if you went back to the 90s, nobody's going to say Duke was a blue blood, I don't think. Maybe I'm I wrong about it. that. I, but, like, I they hadn't my, won anything. I, I, when, I, when I make this point, I make it at the point of someone who doesn't think that they are and right. why they might not think they are. And it's just because it feels too recent. It doesn't feel like... And I, and I'm, I'm, I am okay with that, single saying that until, I, you know, I think that's why I put that out. But when it comes to blue blood, like, that's, I think, tired. The only thing I'll ask about this before we move on to the next topic. Do you guys think, because I saw this and I said this with Kyle, and I am going to call out the Field of 68 Media Network. There are, for those who don't know, they're a YouTube um, media network um, that does college basketball every year. So if you haven't, and everybody watches this, go follow them. They're actually awesome. They're really good. They're going to give you a lot of great insight. <clears throat> um, I can't remember the guy's name, but one of them uh, that was down at the Final Four last night they were talking about whether or not this was an actual dominant run or whether or not UConn just didn't play anybody um, Bro, what? I, I hate the fact that people are like oh well they played Miami and they played these teams and blah blah if but you Miami beat, beat the team exactly if you beat the team that you call you know they were saying oh they weren't the big boy teams like Kansas or Houston or these other teams like Alabama first off UConn beat Alabama in, earlier in the season I Guess mean, what? San Diego State Trouncy. beat Alabama. Right. I, again, that's Miami saying, beat like, Texas. That's a that's a dumb argument. Um, they what they call is they call them Mickey Mouse championships. Yep. The problem is, is that in such a like big tournament like this, like the idea, like there's a reason why these big teams lose, and it's because they're not as big as they seem. Which is mm -hmm. why, in my opinion, that's BS in such a large tournament. That's like more this. than BS. 
Yeah, like yeah. you could say stuff like that, like the NFL or whatnot. Like some flukes happen, like they get easy matchups, but this is not one of those cases. And I want to call that out. And first off, they played Gonzaga, and they were saying, "Oh, well, Gonzaga, blah blah." Gonzaga was still a real team. People were picking them to win the championship. So don't act like you got like. And I heard some of those guys saying that on this stuff. So that was crap. Now you can't rewrite the history that you were talking about. I mean, second of all, I am tired of people saying, "Oh, well, you know, it's because you know flukes happen and like." You know, uh, what is it? Brandon Miller doesn't shoot well during the tournament, but he shot great throughout the whole season. I mean, you maybe. didn't show up when the lights got big. That's on you, not on anybody else. You didn't show up as a top five lottery pick, and that's on you. You should have been. You choked it away. These boys didn't. So don't come over saying San Diego State's less because they beat you because you had a fluke game. And my this thing is, is entertaining bro, yes. my bigger problem is that it's not like UConn, like, skated by any of these dudes either. Exactly. They dominated everybody they played. Like, it wasn't close. People are just jealous. Every man. game was... Don't get me wrong. By the, by the time the Final Four came around, I was I was an FAU fan, but damn. Yeah. Hey, FAU would have had a better game than San Diego State. Bro, FAU bro. played San Diego State better than Alabama played San Diego State. I don't want to oh, hear yeah. it anymore. And... Ooh, that was beautiful. Ooh, that was nice. I and saw that. I was so happy, and I saw that, and I was like, yeah. damn. Oh, yeah, and, whatever. Hey, shh. And people say this all the time. They're like, oh, you know, that's why we play seven-game series in, you know, like NBA and stuff like that, because you, then you get to actually see who the better team is. I don't fully agree with that, because what is every single person, when we get to NBA Finals, champ, like, Commerce Champions, what do they always ask for? Stephen A's asking for this. Other people are going, what do we love the most in sports? Game the seven. Winner, go home, take it all, game seven. That's what they yeah. want to see. Mm-hmm. And yet, when this is a winner, go home, every game for six games, that's a whole series, even if it's not the same person. I know they're over here, well, well, that was a fluke because you they didn't have to play these guys because they had a bad night three games in the tournament. Really? Maybe maybe they had a bad night because those people were just that much better than them and they made them look bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. UConn so, didn't. I'm done UConn didn't have a bad night. UConn didn't have a bad night. They never had nope. a bad night. Speaking of teams that didn't have bad nights, let's talk about LSU women's basketball absolutely flooring <laughs> Iowa. Bro, that's um, a fact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tuned in the fourth quarter of that game. I was unable to watch the whole thing. And I saw what was the final game, score? Uh, ninety-five, seventy-nine, something like that. Bro, <laughs> no LSU, thro- LSU throttled. Um, it was I might as well go LSU versus Iowa. Um, we were just talking about how talented uh, it was. One hundred two eighty-five. One hundred two eighty-five. Okay, Caitlin Clark is still genuinely so the she most. Was in- she was fantastic. Yeah, watched, she was still fantastic. She was in foul trouble as well as their star center was in foul trouble. So that's tough. Um, on top, still had thirty points that game. Yes, and yeah. her team kind of failed her a bit because they didn't do nearly as well as they had done previously. On top of all that, um, that LSU team scored one hundred and two points in uh, forty minutes. Uh, Unheard which, of. By the way, is uh, is very hard to do in the NBA. Yep. Uh, never, mind, never mind. Nonetheless, the WNBA. Nonetheless. <laughs> College basketball, men's or, or, or women's. So um, that's crazy. They were lights out. They were fantastic. Um, I, I couldn't be happier for them. Um, I don't. We can talk briefly about the end of it and what happened. I think we have to. I, I think have I've to got a strong it. take here, and I, I need it to be heard. It. So here's here's my take on it um, as a, a, a kind of third party from it. I saw King Clark's thing, which she did the the, pre, the time previous. I saw both sides of the of the coin here. Essentially, Caitlin Clark did it while walking towards her bench, just straight to her bench, did it to her teammates or whatever. Okay. 
then uh i can't remember her name angel uh, reese angel reese yeah. i remember her face but her name's it, it's esca it escaped me. i remember uh, her angel nails. reese um yeah right <laughs> very nice um angel she plays basketball and kills it like that think about that Dude, I, I so many of them do that i'm like how yeah i don't know mm -hmm. um so angel angel reese goes and does it now i'm fine with her doing it that doesn't really bother me i don't love that she kind of tracked her down and did it right into her face yeah that's that kind of but i agree mm -hmm. with Kate and clark who by the way just a couple hours ago said that there should be no punishment for this and she should not be she didn't got any criticism no. I agree. It's all in the heat of the moment. Um, yeah. I didn't see her flipping her off. I didn't see her pushing her. I didn't see anything like that. I do agree. Uh, wrong wrong time, right place. Um, but I think that Caitlin Clark was right. I think that in general, I would have said this even if she didn't say it. Um, you could say a little too much, but no reason for criticism here or very yeah. minimal criticism. Okay. I completely agree, Nick. Okay. Are you on like the other side of this, Jake? Uh, no. Honestly, I'm saying if you have a problem with it, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm uh, on the I side. With, I'm with Emmanuel Acho and Robert Griffin the third here. Um, Caitlin Clark first and foremost has acknowledged the fact that you know they talk a lot of trash. It's what they do. Honestly, it makes the game more entertaining. If, oh, yeah. if you think that trash talk makes the game less entertaining, you don't actually watch sports and you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm not and you sorry. Never played, probably. And you know what? <laughs> Angel Reese is fucking entertaining. I love it. Yeah, yeah. like yes, her versus Caitlin Clark. LS, LSU versus Iowa game. was more entertaining than UConn versus San Diego State. I'll tell you that right now. Listen, unless you're you like, entertaining, yes, for sure. Like, I also want to say, talk to LSU, it. <laughs> LSU Iowa game had more viewership than every single NHL game that weekend. <laughs> oh. Not just not, uh, not just Sunday night. Jake, I think you're right. That's the ne that's the actual uh, what would you say fourth major sport in America. Not yeah, women's college America. basketball yeah. is the fourth major sport in America yeah. now, Dude, Kyle. I, I don't know what to tell you. Caitlin Clark, it's her no. against this team that has a lot of really great personalities. All who, regardless of this one moment, are quite respectful and quite like they're very good for the game and they're good for WNBA. They're good for basketball in general. So listen, uh, ooh, listen, women, man. women's college basketball is superior to WNBA. I'm just going to say that it is way better. Listen, I think at the end I of the day, it, it is good for the sport and I don't care what anybody else yeah. has to say about it. Yeah. Here's, here's what I'll Did y'all Kyle, go ahead. Go, go, no, no, go ahead. Austin. Okay. And then, then you say it. Um, yeah. I agree with Nick and I agree with Jake on this, that, <clears throat> Uh, well, actually, I don't think it was too much. I think it was. That's why I said like really a, maybe a, a little too like, much. I'm, like wrong, wrong time, right place. Like that's what I think. Like maybe I, don't get right into her face. But like even so, who cares? I'm okay with players getting like to an extent. Like I, I don't think you should because you know that something's gonna probably end up happening. Usually, like if you get in a player's face, they're likely gonna want to punch you or something. Especially in that kind of moment. So I would never tell my players to do that if I was coaching but as a fan i'm okay with that just because i'm okay if it makes if it if the other player like like caitlin clark did where she just kind of like kept turning away from her just trying not to like you know she was being smart about it and not getting into something with her um plus she really didn't have any reason to you 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 got trounced in that game so you didn't really have a reason to say i think her team apart. got trounced i don't know if she got trounced. okay but well, enough, you know what he means down. like in the end they lost you and your team did not you know live up to what we were everybody was kind of hoping obviously so point being um do I think that it was disrespectful? I do. And I only say that because it's not like Caitlin Clark said anything. Well, I don't know. Maybe she said some stuff to her. 
I don't know. But she never did the uh, what she was doing to what well, Angel Reese did to Caitlin Clark with the whole this and then you know pointing at the, f- the finger. None mm-hmm. of that was done at um, Angel Reese from Caitlin Clark in the previous games, obviously. So to me, it's like, why is you know did she say something that we didn't know about? Were you guys talking about it throughout the game? They, Maybe they, they, they were trash. They were trash talking yeah. throughout the game. She's like, apparently they... a superior trash talker and trash talk trash talks all game. So I, I'm sure she didn't say anything to Ratchet because usually that would have come out already. But yeah. I'm sure like it, it was it was very there's a lot of heat during that game. And, and, and she if, outplayed everyone on the court, by the yeah. way. Like she had the best game of anyone on the court. The problem is that the next four best players were, were all on team. LSU. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, and that's and that's fair. So to oh, me it's oh, more of something like that. Awesome. Hey, Justin. Um, to me it's just that, like I'm saying, you know what? Yeah. If there was trash talking happening that we couldn't see, then that's fine. But do I think it was a little disrespectful? Yeah, probably, especially considering the game was definitely in hand for a long time. Like, it's at the end of the game like that. I don't think you should be. Like, if you hit a – to me, when you do that stuff is when you are in a closer game and you, or you hit, hit like, a game drop. went in three and you just, exactly. like, go like this, you know, like exactly. you do a little sleep. Yeah, that's fine. I'm still okay with it either way, but to me, if I'm a player, I'm not really talking a ton when I'm up like that. Yeah. Um, unless they came to me. Like, if, if Caitlin Clark came up to her right at the end there and said something to her, like, you're nothing or something like that to me, then I go – <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Like that's oh when I would talk Lord. back. But in the end, to me, I'm okay with it. Give me more of this. The men's needs more of this because, um, I think it was Max. The men's Garman game has become too respectful. Yeah. When was the last time we had someone Kyle, like this? Like, we've had Kyle waiting to say something forever. I need to hear. To me, like I said, with the men's game, reason is because we haven't had quite the rivalries we used to have, and that's a big part. Of, uh, I'm soft. saying this big part, and it's coming. It's coming back. It's gonna come back. The Big East is going to revive college ba- men's basketball. This year, really, this year. This coming th- this year, but in the next five years. I'm. You can quote me on this in five years if I'm. Because the rivalry is going to be back. St. John's, Georgetown, all those. They're gone on the come up again. The Big East is going to be back. It's going to be Power Six in basketball, and those things are going to be back. And I think if we get some of that stuff happening, what's happened is we've lost the 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 focus on the players and max kellerman said that earlier in their his show and he said you know sports when it comes to like narratives and things that we want fans want we want stories we want storytelling to be done right we want the angel reese and the caitlin clark stuff to happen again we want that rivalry to keep happening we want these things going into tournament games so that it's more than just okay this team won this team won because if you really break it down look at last night's ratings and and viewership for uconn versus san diego state if nobody you were cared. not a fan of those teams, nobody cared. Nobody right? cared. If this was Duke and UConn, oh, that would have been a big game. If this was Duke and Kansas, you know, if this Duke was like last year, Duke UNC, Kansas, um, which actually was still a low uh, watch game compared to other ones, but um, which is wild. That's what we need, we need that stuff last game. Yeah, it was. So we need wild. What? But... No, I was talking about Duke UNC. Did I say? Oh yes, no, no, uh, UNC. I meant and Kansas last year at the oh. time. But, but either way, yes, yeah, also Duke and UNC. But anyway, I was like that Duke UNC game. Was no, no, no. I meant I meant the UNC and, and and Kansas. Yeah, that was sweet. But but anyways, so go ahead, Kyle. I just think we need more of that in the guys. Um, the only thing about with the Angel Reese Caitlin Clark thing that I really think it's I don't even think it's that big of a deal to be honest. Like I I kind of enjoyed watching them go back and forth. Like I think that's enjoyable in sports. The oh, only yeah. thing that I had an issue with was the rest mm. of her team was celebrating and she was still following yeah, right. Caitlin Clark. Like, I was like, okay, yeah. we, we get your point. Like, you, she I don't, followed her for a while, yeah. It, it was like 20-something seconds, which, like, 
you did it it kind of gets to a point that it's it's a little bit much when you're intentionally so like you look at a Kaylin Carr mm. tried to avoid her like what three times? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the yeah. first time, yeah. like at that point, now you're actually trying to antagonize yeah. and really go after that person. You do that's it once, do this, and then just you want her to uh, acknowledge it. She's uh, not going to yeah. do it. You just you yeah, just obviously. Yeah. That, that's the th- but like so oh, with that whatever. Good for them. Jake is a big trash talker for those who don't know. Oh yeah, yes. all day long, dude. <laughs> I still haven't I heard the one to. time he beat me in Madden by whatever. Bro, catch me on the actual field. It's worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I do it's way that worse. Refereeing, that refereeing in that game? Awful. It's I don't know if awful. you guys saw that tech that they gave Caitlin Clark. <laughs> awful. She, she threw the ball behind her. Not even threw. Literally just, like, batted it. Yeah, I saw that. And, by the way, <laughs> Iowa had went from down 17 to down by 9 at this point, And yeah. they get given a, a technical, and they get to shoot four free throws. They missed two, yeah. missed two of them. But yeah. I thought that was the biggest joke I'd ever seen. I was like, oh, what the hell just I happened? Was, I was trying to – I had just tuned into the game because I also couldn't watch it from the beginning. So I had, like, just tuned into the game at that moment. And the what I was watching, they were, like, trying to zoom in on Caitlin Clark's face to see if she said anything, and that's why she got the tech. And they zoom in. Her lips don't move. Like, you can literally see her just stone-cold face <laughs> bounce the ball back and got a tech. And, like, the announcers were like, what? What just happened? Like, are, like everyone was confused. And I have, like, no idea why that happened. But, like, also, the LSU coach was very... Um... Hey, I liked her suit. No, her suit it's was Kim awesome. Kim right? Yeah. Kim Mulkey's I, saw, I saw her go mm-hmm. and jump and cry like a baby one time, and I kind of lost full. But otherwise, she was pretty. Bro, good. that is a legendary coach in women's college yes. basketball. Who are you no, talking about? I'm on? not saying. Who are you talking about right now? I'm saying you shouldn't be buddy buddy with the ref trying to get him to get her to call calls for you. That's, um, doing that's called all... strategy. That's called strategy. Just stop it, Jacob. That's called strategy. <laughs> that's every coach. That's every you know, coach. Just because you know, she's it. better at it, don't hate. Uh, stop it cut it out you think I'm kidding I'm not I know you're not and that's why I can't right now Jake anyway that's my that's my piece good good job for both of them they uh, both teams played their hearts out it was a great game yes uh by the way I'll make one point um and King Clark agrees with this uh Iowa should not go to the White House why the fuck would they go to the White House wait 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 wait, wait. wait, Jill Biden said he wants Jill Biden said she wanted both of them to go to the White House Angel Reese's response to it was hilarious I'm glad I'm glad uh she just laughed and she was was like this is a joke yeah she literally put the crying laughing emojis and then just said a joke. <laughs> don't give them. Don't give them this. Why? Like they lost. This, yeah. <laughs> don't give them this like sympathy participation award bullshit. Like, come on. That's honestly Bro. kind of disrespectful. Like, you guys did okay. Just yeah, stand here. And, like, you guys only to lost LSU by what twenty to both teams. Bro, it's disrespectful. disrespectful to LSU. Like, yeah, it, it was tough. Mm-hmm. I saw it and I was like, dude, that's so stupid. Like, I. I didn't even hear that. That's ridiculous. I <laughs> had a lot of thoughts of why she was thinking that, but none of those are something I will share in a public forum. Yeah. Uh, Bro. Going to on to the next yeah, We're getting off of that. Um, let's talk a little bit about something going on in the not real sports world mixed with the real sports world. I say that as a fan uh, of the WWE my whole childhood and someone who still enjoys the occasional uh, Cena appearance in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Uh, the UFC and the WWE, I don't think it's official yet. However, there are reports that they're looking to, well, the parent company of the UFC is looking to buy the WWE and, and essentially uh, create some sort of merge when it comes to parent companies. Uh, and, and that of which they're It is the official, UFC by the WWE. way. It, it's official? It is official. It's official. Do we know yes. dollar amounts by chance? Uh, 21.4. 4 billion. Yeah. Hey. Holy hey. shit. That's a lot of <laughs> uh, Justin. Justin coming out of that, nowhere. That, that boy Holy just shit. That day, that family made a crap ton of money Wait, from so this. so who owns the, the WWE? Oh, by the way, well, it was the WWE who bought out UFC, by the okay. way. Okay. I was going to say, that was the other way. So there's the WWE, but there's a parent company at WWE, right? They have, like, their own yes. board of directors. It's almost like how Google isn't Google. It's Alphabet, yeah, it's Alphabet Inc., right. and they own all that mm -hmm. stuff. So the same sort of thing. And that parent company, which owns a few different things like NXT and stuff like that, like different wrestlers, also bought the UFC. Now, the positive side is this is not at all to change anything about the UFC. It was strictly to uh, create an environment where there's mesh between both, which is freaking awesome. And you want to know yeah. why? Because there's already combinations of this with Ronda Rousey, with Conor McGregor coming mm -hmm. over and doing some stuff. This is already happening. This is just a way for them to have probably be cheaper in the long run. Also right. make more money off of it. Wait, so, so who's the parent company? I'm just curious. Who uh, Endeavor. Endeavor is the okay. parent company. Thank yes, you. which is the WWE's parent company. Right, uh, that's yes. what I wanted to know. Well, created by... Uh, Ari Emanuel or something? Well, yeah. that's the current well, Vince McMahon step down. So, yeah. um, Vince McMahon is the... Is the WWE. main? He was the well, he was the WWE owner, and then he yeah. stepped down and gave it officially like two or three years ago to Triple H, uh, and uh, his daughter, who's Triple H's wife. Yep. Uh, back when he also owned the XFL before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, before he sold it to The Rock, which is its own cool thing. Um, so anyway, yes. so that's I think it's amazing. Um, there's really not a lot to talk about with it. Uh, to be frank, I think that it really is going to help when it comes to like. To, I don't think it's Joe Rogan in the WWE. It's not going to create a ton of mesh <laughs> like yeah. that. It's not going to mesh a bunch of things together. Uh, but I do know how well the WWE sells shows and markets mm -hmm. and all this stuff, and that's only going to help the UFC. That's really important. Really. What is so funny too is thinking like Joe Rogan could commentate like commentate one of the wrestling matches and then join the wrestling match. Exactly. <laughs> like they, like, like, they show like dude. Um, Joe uh, Rogan versus Logan Paul WWE. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, Give me like, a Pat McAfee v. Joe Rogan match. That's oh all my I want. God. <laughs> Yo, did you so, guys like, see um what's his name? Kittle and Pat McAfee did it this week. Yes. Yes, yes. that was hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> wait, did but you anyway. Guys... Okay, sorry, I'll I'll put that in a minute, but yeah, it'd be just... funny to see someone get thrown off into the announcer's table and then for some reason Pat McAfee and like Joe Rogan both are like, ah, and then just go at it. I wish UFC was more available, like easier to watch, like WWE is. You mean so it wasn't pay per view? Yes, essentially. Like, not, <laughs> like I don't mind. If, like, even if it was just like on ESPN Plus, and you could just pay for the ESPN Plus subscription or Paramount, like whatever subscription you have to pay for to get it. I wish it was that simple instead of. Because I would totally watch No, UFC. Kyle, you got to go to the like, Buffalo Wild Wings and Conquer to get the uh, USC matches. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. My friend does yeah. that. My friend does you that every every time yeah. there's a match on. Now that I know that is a thing, I'm totally doing that. I feel like Dave and Busters would have it too. <laughs> yeah, I think they all do. Most of them do. Stuff, yeah. But I, like, for that's the thing. Like, I, just, I wish it was just more available. Like, not just simply pay-per-view. Because I would totally mm -hmm. watch more of it. Like, I understand why yep. they do it as pay-per-view. Because they can charge... A shit ton of money for it 
and make a lot of money for it. Well, but... every household that watches it is paying a hundred dollars for the mat. Yeah, exactly. so no, every no, paying a hundred dollars for the fight, and then they've yeah. got to get to get their the money's worth. They have to watch the entire card. Yeah, that's fair. It's its own thing, and it, I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, WDB has started to utilize Peacock, which is another big oh, thing for them. Where oh, now you, know. you only so well. Uh, True. Had about the rights to it, so w- WrestleMania. If you had Peacock, you could watch WrestleMania. Well, and Peacock. Oh, and sweet! And we just got Peacock. Perfect. <laughs> so that just happened. WrestleMania just happened like last weekend. I I'm pretty sure Peacock comes with like Xfinity customers too. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. Comcast. Does. Also on Peacock, you can catch up on your favorite John Wick movies. This episode's brought to you by Peacock. It's not. Stop, Stop right now. Right. <laughs> uh, no, that's true. Um, point being, um, <laughs> uh, remark, uh, Steve's remarks are not true. <laughs> um, it's super cool. I think it's amazing for the UFC. I don't think it changes the WWE much, but I think no. it's amazing. I don't think so. I think it will just have like more crossover essentially. Yeah, yeah. Is what it will do too. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, Speaking of, I just thought about Pat McAfee. Did you guys see them talk about the BYU stuff the other day? No, oh no! What? Yeah. No, wait, boy. No. Okay. Wait, what happened? You guys know what soaking is, right? Yeah. Yes. But where's this so, going, Austin? I, I'm not. I'm not gonna go into this. Is, this is they, guys. They welcome to tonight's episode. On, they brought this up on their on his show the other day, like I don't know, a couple days ago, um, <laughs> because they were talking about BYU going to face West Virginia because you know Pat McAfee went there and whatever. Yeah. And yeah. somehow they got down this rabbit trail, and one of the guys was like, "Yeah, well, you know, it, oh, they're because you know you're not allowed, like." Because they're so strict at BYU and stuff like, well, down in what is it called, Allentown? Is that what it is, right? For I Washington, think so. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I think it's Allentown. Um, they're they're known for like partying and stuff like that. And he was like, you think, think they'll be like tempted? You know, just needs one person to get like tempted to go out and like party and all to do the stuff they're not supposed to do. So they went down this rabbit trail of being like soaking in the Morgantown. Like, what happens? Morgantown. That's what it is. And I'll have to watch this clip. It's so this... funny because <laughs> yeah. AJ and him are both just like they, they do what? And then and then Pat back he goes like what this. this. <laughs> he goes into his chair and he's like, yes, yeah, so they'd be like kicking like this. <laughs> <laughs> so they called they called up um um uh what's his name? He played for he was linebacker for the Patriots. Oh, uh, uh Willie McGinnis. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Uh recently. He's now playing who's he playing? Um, I think he's playing in. Is it Kyle Van Noy? Be- yes, thank you, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they called him up and they were like, "So, like, is this a-, a thing like soaking there?" And he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "But you know, I never did it." So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are watching so. That's hilarious. so Anyways, funny. I was. I love them. This episode's okay, always well, so bright. Uh, Pat McAfee and his antics aside. Um, <laughs> Let's talk a bit about uh, as well. Let's do uh, this first before we start talking about the playoffs for the NBA and NHL. They'll be starting in a couple of weeks. Um, the Masters start this weekend. Masters. Uh, it will be a very interesting tournament to watch. Scheffler um, repeat. Uh, I Scheffler could not. very well repeat. Real time. Uh, that would probably be the most yeah. boring win. Why do you not Sheffler want him to win? Because I want Tiger Woods to go win. Tiger. Well, re- yes, but I'm yeah. saying like, Kyle, why do you not like that? I just don't want to repeat. No, no, I like. Well, yeah, that too. I want some <laughs> better odds, but also I. He like. I don't care if he wins like multiple like throughout his life, but I like seeing more. I have than... a list of people I would like to I like... win. 
Yeah, okay. I'd like. We got Tiger Rory. Woods. We got Rory, Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler. Yep. Justin Thomas. Those are my four people. I would take any of those. And uh, Colin Morikawa. He's pretty cool too. Let's do five. I'll just do those five. Any of those five win, I'm happy. Um, Tiger has not qualified for the Masters, by the way. Um, as a past winner, he can qualify. I was gonna say he's oh, always qualified. As far <laughs> as I know, I forgot he was about playing, that. In no, fact, no, I saw right. a post. That no, no, he, he is. Uh, as long once you win any of the majors, you're all invited back if you want to. So that's I forgot. But I was just talking solely based on his like ranking. Right he now. is playing in the Masters. He is playing. He is he uh, tees off at ten eighteen on Thursday. Yep. I don't know who I'm like looking at to like uh, as my betting person as the person I want to bet. For. I do want Tiger to win. Like obviously that's my. my you obviously, uh, put money on Tiger. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Tiger's uh, no, not winning, but I really not, want him to. You know, I want. Actually, you know no, what? I really dude. want to win. Charlie Woods. I want Charlie Woods to go in as a 12-year-old or 13, I think he is now, and just win. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, now, boys, give me give me some putter, um, and I'm winning this whole uh, Cal, thing. I'm the best golfer out of all of us. Who who are you betting for um, to win this weekend? Me. I'll be, there's there's a couple people that I'm really liking, but the one who I'm Tony Romo. Really liking. <laughs> Jim I'm, really Max, I'm really liking Max Homa to be honest. Oh, peace out, Jim Nance. Hey, hey, oh, by the way, that true. is the thing we didn't talk about. Jim Nance did his oh, yeah, final yeah. final four or that was, uh, sad. Uh, that was very sad. Final. He had a little sign off. Uh, mm. it was a little cringe, but it was amazing because it's Jim He Nance. just didn't know what to say. He was like, uh, 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 uh you uh, guys no are word. all family. <laughs> I appreciate you all. They have dreams, they have visions. Embrace those visions. And he finishes off just Thank you for being friends. And I was like, it's kind of adorable. He is one of those people that like, there's no negative feelings. Like he's just yeah. been like a person throughout our life that we've just loved. Like well, he'll still like, be doing the masters by the way. Yep. He'll still be yeah. doing golf. He just won't be doing basketball or football. I think he's done. Which think is, he's, no, he's, you know, he's still doing football. Yeah, he's still doing the, the, the March Madness tournament, but which is a little sad. Yeah, for he needs to, they might fire Tony Romo. Who knows? Bro, Tony Romo is one of the better ever. announcers in the game, dude. He say, had a rough Nance, season. Like, Jim Nance like the same as like when we was that bad. Mike, uh, uh, Near the end of the Mike season Green, was rough. What's, what's People the just get pissed at Tony Romo because he gets every Chiefs game, and then he fucking says the same shit every time. That's why what are you saying, know, Austin? Chris, Let's get back to the Anyways, Who's the guy in the NBA Finals that always goes, bang, Mike Green? Oh, I have no idea. You know what I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. I just don't know his name. It's Mike Green or Mike? Mike, look it up. Yeah, hold on. Let me quickly look that up. But uh, what I was saying is, whoever that guy is, I'll bring up his name in a second. It'd be the same as like losing to me. Mike Breen. Mike Breen. 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 Okay. Breen. Breen. So like losing him is well, it's the same as like to me losing Jim Nance this year for like the March Madness tournament. Like when we when he no longer does the 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 finals and stuff like that, we don't get the bang when somebody hits a deep three on like that. It, that's so sick. crazy. Steph Curry from downtown. Anyways, uh, so that's this weekend. I will told. I've been watching a lot of baseball games. In fact, I don't even oh, know. Oh, me too. Uh, we can talk briefly about the start of the season. Um, I've watched pretty much every Aaron Red Judge Sox is on game. Base for like a hundred something. Yeah, women. whatever. Uh, Red Sox are <laughs> two and two to start the season, which it sounds bad, but with how their pitching's been going, that's not bad at all. They've been averaging. Your pitching is terrible. They've been averaging eight runs a game um, in four games, which is pretty <laughs> insane. That's ridiculous. I'm gonna say is, let me see how you guys are in 30 games, just how you were last year. 
Fair enough. <laughs> what I will say is that they have lost both their games by one run, and they've yep. won both their games by one run. So it's been very. They close. just broke even. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so it's been very close. I mean, again, it's so early on; it doesn't really matter. Like Yankees uh, are quick. First week reactions for you guys from the new implemented stuff. Amazing. I, I love it, actually. I do love it. I don't. I think they need to be better about the pitch clock stuff. Um, what do you mean? Also, Machado, Machado just got ejected for that, which is kind of funny. But what do you mean? He he got a K for the pitch like pitch clock violation. I don't know if he actually did. Like I've seen it, and but then he argued with the um and he got ejected. Ah. I think it's amazing. I I'm able to watch games and like not want to pass out. Like, and by the way, all the Red Sox games have scored 15 to 20 runs a game, and they're still only barely over three hours. Last year, those games were four hour plus. So like, yeah, minimum. minimum. I'm not complaining at all. Like, I really enjoyed it. Did you guys? Yeah, because this weekend I napped, which is what I'd rather do than watch baseball. <laughs> Did you guys fun... know that um, baseball games? Back in like twenties and, and and that time, were actually under two hours. Wow. See, see, and they, have, <laughs> and they were and back why. then. Well, yes, there's. Well, that they didn't too, have commercials, like, and they just pitched the damn ball. Well, also yeah. back then, it's funny. They actually started complaining back then. The players and the, uh, a bunch of the media and other stuff back then about the being too long. Just as far as like it's concerned, like I like the idea of the pitch clock. I just think it's being implemented. I don't know how like it's. I feel I just want there to be a little bit more, not consistency, but like understanding behind it. Because I feel like all of a sudden, like I was watching. I wasn't. I don't remember who it was. I was just watching, and all of a sudden, they didn't have the pitch clock on the screen and. Hello, hold on. I have a video playing in the background. Ignore me. Um, I don't even know if you we can't. We can't hear you. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just talking. Steven, I can hear him. The... Uh, <laughs> damn it, Stephen. But anyway, so I was just like, all of a sudden, the pitcher just got an automatic like ball, but there was like no explanation, and even the announcers were like, "We're not really sure what happened because the pitch clock is still winding down. We'll try and figure that out for you." So like, I like the like I don't like the idea of the pitch clock is great. Like I love the speeding up of the game. I think that's been great i love the idea of the no shift i think that's actually been really fun to watch well, and i love no shift. More i know a i know the hit. i know there have been like people moving them moving the outfield around to implement a shift but i like the no shift on infield essentially technically they Nick can said, also move like one side of the infield as well like not yeah, they, to the other side but they could like they have to stay they the, have to the stay um in the actual infield though they can't have yes but i'm saying like you could technically move the second base in the in the first base in together if like you know a guy's gonna pretty much hit to that oh one yes that's and then move like the um, one so they're, they're gonna do some sort of shifts but it's a lot yeah. better than either way i also it's like the bigger bases i like the bigger bases bases i love i love, I love the pizza box bases i love there's so much there's already been more steals yep so literally there I are also ten bases in two games how do you that's amazing off rules the pickoff rules I do like, and that goes. That's also they had to do that no matter what because they did the pitch clock. Like you yes. can't have the pickoff rule not be there if you're doing a pitch clock. It's too otherwise... important, dude. I used to watch guys try and pick people off six times. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you just wasted four minutes of my life trying to pick this dude off, and he hasn't moved. Right, and the reason they did that, obviously, with the pitch clock, is if they did not, they could reset the pitch clock whenever they wanted by just picking off. So that's why yeah. they only get what three, I think, per. I think it's two. They, they get so they get two freebies, and if they don't get them on the right, third, that's it's right. a ball. 
That's right. Oh. So, so, um, you, so you get, and that's all game long, by the way. That's not per every at bat, attempt. Every bat. I thought it was just per game. No, uh, that's just, every at bat. As far as I, I know, it's uh, every at okay. bat. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. But yeah, um, good the other thing that they did is they also made it so, like, you can't, um, because you have to come set now, you can't, um, like, a lot of guys would do, like, they'd move their front foot a bunch mm-hmm. and never really come set fully. Now you have to like set your feet and stay there and then go. They also like Nestor Cortez is going to go ahead, uh, Nick. It is two per plate appearance, right? Without so, okay, so without per penalty, three yeah. per. It, technically, the rule resets if a runner or runners advance a base within the same plate appearance as well. Okay, okay so that makes sense. Um, but I love that even more than I already did. That means yeah, so, that's, so they get that's three great. chances, two really free, and then obviously the third you have to get them. Um, or strike your out, basically. And <laughs> it's the what I find hilarious is that they already had to come up with a new rule for the pitch clock because of Max Scherzer. <laughs> yeah. They literally call it the Max Scherzer rule because he was manipulating it so well um, that they were he like, He was okay. pitching too fast. <laughs> he was pitching literally too fast, and the guys weren't and ready. Because how the rule was set up, he, was, he found the loophole and was pitching before the guys were ready. Immediately yeah. grabbed the ball and was in his stance. Is yeah, they have to be ready with eight second or seven seconds or more left on the clock, and so essentially the pitchers have those seven seconds to pitch, but they should be ready at that time. That's so hilarious. for those eight seconds, the batter has to be in the box ready, and the pitcher has to be ready, and then they both have to it has to be pitched between them. But did the you see what Nestor Cortez did? Yes, yeah. that was so <laughs> funny. For but, those of um, you who don't know, really quick, I'll just briefly explain it, then you can continue, Austin. Yeah. Um, Nestor Cortez is a pitcher on the Yankees who got called earlier in the game for pitching too fast. And so they gave <laughs> um, the batter a strike. So then Nestor Cortez went a to ball. do his wind-up. Oh, yeah, the ball. He gave uh, Cortez the ball back. So what he did is he went to do his wind-up and started, like, wiggling in in his stance. Like, his favorite his thing leg to do, up. It, it, it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, I, you know what? I'll fucking reenact it. Screw it. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Don't do it. Oh, man. Am I doing it or not doing it? Do it. I have to find the ball. While Kyle does that, the two people that know baseball the best are on the bottom of fantasy, and the one person who doesn't know anything about baseball is on the top. It's usually Kyle in any fantasy team. That was uh, not even close. <laughs> that was exactly, that was my direct reference. Kyle, do it again. I was paying Kyle, we lost the viewer so, just because you were doing that. Yep. You know, um, that sucks. But, They'll come back. I have faith. But either way, the whole funny thing to me is just that they already had to come up with a new rule because Max Scherzer is that much of a genius <laughs> and manipulating the game and rules. And Yeah, that was um, yes. It's been good, though. It has dramatically sped up games. It has kind of cleaned up some of the BS that some people were doing. Um, You're getting better web gems. You're getting better defensive plays, and I love that. That's the the shift did. It's been fun. You actually have to be a good player and not just in the perfect position. More runs, more steals, better base running. To be honest, it's made people have to be more sharp. And pitchers are going to catch up. Right now Mm -hmm. it's tough. But pitchers are going to catch up. So well, And they're also going to catch up once their defenses catch up and are more used to actually Mm – Playing defense, really? Yes. Not just standing in the zone that you know the guy's gonna hit it to you. So, 
I gotta say, it, it definitely is intriguing to see how the NBA is gonna react to them actually having to be entertaining. So I'm really, <laughs> really looking so, forward to this. All in all, I think we all agree it's been positive yeah. to at least some amount. It's been very positive to like some of us, but I, I think it's been positive no matter what. It's been fun. Um, I do hope that the Red Sox can get their stuff together. Um, and by the they're two and two um, against two not ideal teams. Uh, I mean, the Orioles actually have played really well. The Orioles are a good really well. good team. We'll yeah. have to see if they can do anything the rest of the way. Because the Pirates are so-so. Um, Pirates, and, and no, the they're, bad. they're bad. Um, but the Red Sox have a lot of new pieces this year, including Yoshida, who hit his first home run the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Duvall. Um, do want to talk about this briefly? Uh, there were two players of the week, an AL and NL MVP. Adam Duvall on the Red Sox was the AL uh, player of the week. Um, he hit like 500 or 580 or something like that in three games. He had um, a walk-off home run, right? Yeah, he had a walk-off uh, two-run home run. Yeah, he's been playing gross. Even that was hilarious, and... though. The reason why he had a chance to hit that yes, walk-off home run. But in run. all fairness, <laughs> that it literally both teams had dropped the ball. It just happened to be in a worse time for the Orioles. Yeah. So, so and um... and it's it's impressive for Duvall to be the one who got it, considering Aaron Judge also hit over 500, had two home runs and four RBIs. That's how you know that kid balled out this weekend. Yes. Uh, it was been crazy. So um, honestly, that's it for baseball. Uh, what well, we could talk briefly, mm-hmm. we talked briefly about that. Um, let's we could talk more briefly because we're gonna have a big part of episodes in the coming weeks be about the yep. NHL and the NBA playoffs. But mm-hmm. uh, we could talk a little bit about what we're looking at. We did an update last week um, about where we we're at and how we were doing. Let's look real quick. So let's start with the NHL because they they start sooner, right? So they, wins are gods. Yeah. Uh, they're going to start mm-hmm. a little bit sooner. So uh, everyone in the yeah. NHL has a minimum of 75 games played, which means at most they have seven games left over the next week and a half. Right, Kyle? It's the yes. end of next week is the final part. Uh, awesome. It is. Hold on. Yeah, because they're a week. Of, I mean, I can tell you when the Bruins last game is. Never. They're always Wait, I can just look. I can literally just look. the calendar because I don't know the day of uh, Friday, man. April 14th. So next Friday. Yes. That, that is yes. the final two games, and they both suck. So it's literally Avalanche versus Predators and Sabres Blue Jackets. Yes. Yeah. Last last HL game of the season, Sabres Blue Jackets. That's a real barn burner. Wait, you know, actually, though, if, for, if everything for, goes right, that could be the for Sabres. For the first chan- best chance. Yeah, I know. That, I, that if everything continues the way it has been, that is the chance the Sabres need. Because if they win that game, they could potentially make the playoffs. Like, last game of the year on that game. Like, so. Doesn't even Sabres... matter. Roll bees. <laughs> Okay. That's not the point. We're not talking. They already did, had their shining moment in the playoffs. Hold on, all right? We get the other teams who haven't made the playoffs to talk about. Oh, the teams that don't matter. The Rangers. Oh, yeah. my God. Ah! <laughs> Who's the Rangers? Justin. They're already in the playoffs. Hey, the Rangers have a chance of uh, playing the Hurricanes round one still. So that would be brutal for the Rangers. No, I love it. We've dominated them this year. No, I'm not worried at all. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because the regular season matters so much. Uh, last year, the Hurricanes swept us in okay. the regular season. Well, let's chill we... out. Uh, so the top three seeds in each team is essential, and, and both sides of the East are locked. Top three yes. seeds, not where they are necessarily. The Bruins are locked at number one. That's already they've been locked at number one for a week <laughs> <Yes>. and a half. <laughs> they've really been locked at number one for a month and a half. So um, the Bruins are at one twenty-five currently. At the, they will have the first seed in the whole East, but first in the division. Uh, Maple Leafs will likely have the second seed because Tampa Bay is not. They are on a three-game win streak, but before that, were on like a five-game loss streak. So, 
Um, I figure they'll probably keep that. So that's probably what's going to be one, two, three. Um, and the Bruins will play either the Islanders or the Penguins, which last I looked, the Panthers are ahead of the Penguins. So uh, yes. Penguins are going to pull it back. Uh, not yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Penguins, do you mean like score-wise? I mean point-wise. Right uh, now the yeah. Penguins are up by one point. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, so right now it's Islanders are, are – are, and then, well, let me clarify. Uh, it should – it's probably going to go Hurricanes, Devils, Rangers. Uh, there's still plenty of games left where that could change, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that feels like the most likely thing uh, with the Carolinas playing pretty well recently. Um, so that feels like the most likely thing. Uh, and right now it's a battle for the wild card. Uh, Panthers, Penguins, Islanders, one of those three teams is not going to make it. Um, and it seems like the Panthers, who I think we had as our number one team in the East, or at least our number one team in the Atlantic uh, when we did it. Kyle. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, hey, I for one did not think they would suck this bad. I didn't think they'd be as dominant. I as for I one think. still, by the way, was right about the trade. So that's all. all <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll be honest. I did get that one wrong. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau is not even close. Uh, yeah, not even. Not even remotely close. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Anyway, wrong there. On the Western side, we joked last week about how none of the teams had had qualified for the playoffs, if that's how you want to look at it. Uh, now, five, three in the Pacific Division and two in the Central Division have officially gotten to the playoffs. However, mm-hmm. seeding is a clusterfuck. Nobody knows where <laughs> any of them are going to be. Uh, three in the Pacific are all within four points, and the three in the Central, including the Avalanche, who technically haven't gotten the playoffs secured, but will likely instead of winning game. yeah they just have to win um, basically one game and they have yep. they have an extra two games in hand um yeah. they uh that's all they're within two points all three of those teams 98 98 96 so that's a clusterfuck <laughs> nobody really knows um but it's gonna be really good the wild card race in the west is very interesting because we have uh, a team at uh 89 92 and 87 so you know five five point difference there with five to go uh, five or six to go so um very interesting Go Seattle Kraken. I hope that they make it. Um, I know. I also hope they make it. <laughs> I, I got to say, it's, I'm surprised at the NHL that we have two expansion teams being very good off the bat. I mean, you look at the Golden Knights that were like a top five team their first season. So uh, like They made it to the Stanley Cup two. final. And they were a yeah. top two team. In <laughs> their inaugural year. Yeah, and and the, the I was spitballing, but basically, quickly. yeah. <laughs> um, the point to note here, the the biggest thing that I would like to add is that uh, the Bruins are at 125 points with five games to go. The record is 132 points. Uh, they would need to go four and one the rest of the season in order to which the way they've been playing, it. they might go five and zero. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, and they do play a couple of right teams, so they have to go four and one. So they can lose a game, and they will get the point record. If they get two more wins, or sorry, three more wins, they go three and two. They will have the wins record um, at sixty-three wins. The current wins record. Is I think they will get that. Um, I think it's a guarantee they at least tie the wins record at two at sixty-two. Two um, hopefully, they can get three and two at least and uh, gain the wins record. Um, and hopefully, they can just you know win four or five um, to, to get the points record as well. Um, they have been. What's crazy is the last three weeks. Three weeks, a total of about 10 games, they have been resting one to two starters almost every single game. You know, like the last game uh, they had that they went to overtime, uh, they had rested Patrice and McAvoy. And you could tell, you could feel that those two people weren't on the on the ice and they still won the game. Uh, two games before that, Marshan, Patrice, Lindholm, and someone else were all resting. By the way, this team still doesn't have Taylor Hall and also doesn't have... Uh, 
wow, I, I was going to say Nick Ritchie, but that's that's older. Nick Foligno. Uh, Nick Foligno, thank you. Yeah. Um, they don't have Nick Foligno on the fourth line, who has been a major fourth line contributor, and well, we kind of missed him. Uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, and Taylor Hall with Tyler Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi has been playing fantastic. Uh, Orlov and Hathaway have been incredible, but uh, Bertuzzi was kind of struggling a little bit, and now he's been playing. He's had like three points in the last four, four or five games. So um, I know Kyle, from the little he has watched or when he has been able to watch, they played well, um, and they look like the best team in the league right now. Hopefully that continues. I mean, yeah. they have all year. <laughs> <laughs> they have all year. I couldn't have been any more wrong about this team um, for like a third of the season. It wasn't until December I admitted I was wrong about them. Um <laughs> But you've you know, only gotten I, more wrong in all fairness. So. <laughs> I admitted I was hold on. No, 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 I know, I but I'm saying you've only gotten more wrong in your take. Oh, oh, so oh good. Yeah. You just accepted it early because you're like, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything until like April. Like that was, <laughs> my, original, was my, original, my original statement was the trade deadline, which was February or March, whatever. Dude, so, imagine yeah. if you waited till then to say anything and we got better at the trade deadline like we did. <laughs> Like significantly yep. better. Oh my god, you would have been in your bag. You would have been um, But anyway, other yeah. teams to like keep an eye on. Um, yeah. The Sabers are likely out of reach at this point. However, um, if the Panthers struggle um, and the Sabers continue to do well, which they have been, uh, the Sabers could sneak into that second wild card spot. Um, as long as the Penguins and/or Islanders also start losing, so Sabers are kind of in a rough spot. However, they aren't technically out of reach yet. Um, and in the Western Conference, uh, the Kraken and Flames are really the two teams that are the ones battling out. And technically, the Jets are in uh, possession of that second wild card spot, but the Flames are hot on their tail. Um, so the wild card spots in general are still anyone's game uh it's really exciting to see this ramp up for the playoffs awesome. this, this i oh, i love the battle for the wild card because teams really fight to only lose in the next round it's hilarious dude the fight for the uh the central division is crazy too so um it's gonna be a very fun last what 10 days we have literally 10 days um it, it's, it's exactly 10 days so it's gonna be a very fun 10 days now uh transitioning over to the nba okay if you have nothing else um this is also getting very interesting. Um, they also have roughly four or so games left. Um, just using the Celtics example, they've played 68 games. So they're right on par. They'll start right at the same time or so. Um, the only difference is that the uh, NBA has the playing game. that usually takes a weekend, and then that, it usually pushes it a little bit. Um, however, the uh, the East is the top five seeds are set. Um, the top they're five seeds have all clinched. Changing. The They're Bucks also likely have, not changing. Yeah, um, the Bucks had a chance, or the Celtics had a chance to take over the Bucks. They did beat them. They destroyed them in that game. However, the 76ers have been playing awful. Um, so if the Celtics beat the 76ers tonight, they'll guarantee at least second seed, which is really the goal. Um, if they're going to beat Milwaukee, they're going to have to beat them in Milwaukee, and I don't think they care about doing that. Um, like otherwise, the 76ers have not looked good, and they always suck mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Uh, Cavaliers and Knicks have both looked really good. They're both very young teams. They're very similar to last year, and I don't know how much better they are than last year. The Cavs are way better, but I think Cavs the Knicks are, are better. better. I think the Knicks, Knicks are better than they were last year. They're still Knicks, young. Yeah. That's Knicks the are issue. still young, and but we are still way better than last. Like last year, we were horrible. Like, I, th I think Knicks are referencing two years ago, but um, I think the um, Knicks are better than they were two years ago because last year they didn't make the playoffs. 
Correct. Yeah, they were bad yeah. last year. And I think, I think Charlie also because Randall was pretty bad last year. I think I think Brunson has added some stability to their backcourt mm-hmm. too, which has been huge for them. But yes, and Josh Hart. And the Cavs look really good. In fact, the Cavs are one of only two teams that have really had the Celtics number this season. Um, and the other team is uh, uh, very close to being out of the playoffs, but they'll probably get a play in. in the this Bulls, is the magic. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say the magic. No, the, the magic <laughs> will be just the one game. Uh, I want the magic to make it so yeah. bad. For some reason, <laughs> the Celtics have an issue uh-huh. of playing down to opponents, which isn't an issue in the playoffs because you're never going to take an opponent in the playoffs not seriously, even in the first round, especially because they're not playing the eighth seed. They'll be playing the seventh seed, which will likely be like Miami, who they had to play in the conference finals. Last so, year. yeah. Kind of a big deal. Kind of, yeah, kind of a kind team of. you want to beat. So um, that's a good thing. And, In fact, that might be best case scenario. Yeah. And the um, Celtics have just shown everybody, yeah, when we want to be that team, we are. I mean, yeah. they've already we, done it. They obliterated them. Everybody's like, oh, just wait till Chris Middleton comes back. Uh, no, Chris Middleton with the Bucks got destroyed by 50. Yep. Yeah. It was a tough game, but really all the, all the spots <laughs> are set. Win it last top, I, top I, oh, my God. Did they, did the Bucks the beat the East, Celtics last year? At, we'll talk about no. the West. Well, you we didn't talk win about the West. <laughs> okay, uh, the Nets are pretty much guaranteed to make it. Uh, they're looking. Mm-hmm. They're Brooklyn very different than they were like a few months ago, but they're there. Uh, the Heat will definitely make it. Um, I think the Nets are like one game out of making it. By the way, uh, the Heat will yeah. definitely make it. Um, the Hawks, even though they're the most mediocre team in basketball, Mid. really there's a four point spread between the 10 seed and the 11 seed. So I think all those teams need to do is win one or two more games in the next six in order to get in. So uh, and all oh, those are five. Nick, remember you thought the Hawks would make it past one round of the out of the round of the playoffs? That was great. The Hawks are the seed. No, do you remember last year when you had them going to the last year? You're like, oh, they're going to beat Miami. I'm taking them to go to the second round again. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. In the much more interesting conference here, the Western Conference, where the fourth seed is only five games, five and a half games ahead of the 10 seed and six and a half games ahead of the 11 seed. And the Mavericks are the 11 seed. It's insane. It's pandemonium. <laughs> yeah. um, the Mavericks could go anywhere from the the tenth or the eleventh seed. Always, I think the sixth seed. Like that's freaking crazy. Um, right now, uh, it's pandemonium. There's really not a lot to talk about other than the Nuggets, Grizzlies, and Kings. Those Suns, uh, not Suns. Sorry, go Kings. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're already all locked in. Uh, yeah, so, first isn't, playoff isn't appearance Katie... in sixteen years. Now, isn't we'll Katie injured right now? Isn't no, Katie he's back. injured right he's now? Back. He's, he's back. back. We'll right. be able to talk more about them all, next week because we'll have a lot more like guarantees. Yeah. All um, I can say yeah. is I want to see Brooklyn, which right now they have a two-game lead over Miami for the sixth seed to f- fully be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. not through the play-in. So I really hope they do make it there because um, they are actually tied with Phoenix with the same exact record. <laughs> Since the trade. Wow. Wow. Since the it's trip. like they well, get rid of KD and Kyrie and Brooklyn and Phoenix is 43 and 35. Yeah. So I don't know if they have the exact same record since, the, you know, I, I think Brooklyn has a worse record since the trade deadline. But the point is right now they both sit with the same record overall. And that is hilarious to me. And I really hope that uh, Phoenix somehow drops the last few games and goes into the play-in and Brooklyn does not. That would be amazing. And also, I hope Dallas does not make it into play-in so Kyrie can suck a big fat... No, but Luka... Here's the thing with Kyrie. I knew this coming. I saw this coming when he got traded to the Mavs. I honestly was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they got worse. And look at that. And they're barely in the playoffs. They're so much worse. They're way worse. overrated. 
the Mavericks had a ninety something percent chance to make the playoffs before the Kyrie trade. They have less yeah. than they have less than ninety six. It was ninety six. It dropped to six. Yeah, it's, that's absurd. It's that's absurd. Wow. It's like uh, Kyrie is they, so overrated, and I knew it wasn't going to work out. It's oh, not they, just Kyrie's They were fourth in the West when the Kyrie trade was made, Kyle. It's not just his fault, Kyle, but it is no, a lot his it's, fault. Know, it's definitely it's a catalyst him. for this fall. It's not just on It's Kyrie. not ideal. Um, no. So I anyways, mean, I just hope they make it because that yes, would be next hilarious. Week, next week, we might have a solid picture. We might be able to do one of the brackets. Um, yep. We'll see. At the very least, um, the following week, we will do those brackets. I don't know exactly when both the playoffs start. We'll figure that out for next week. Um, but we'll see what we can do uh, in terms of... I think that the play-in will be uh, at the same time or right before uh, two weeks from now, which means we'll be able to do the NBA that week because we'll actually know the play-in team. I mean, we'll see We'll see next week when we have all the seating. But regardless, um, did anyone else have anything else they wanted to talk about this week? Uh, yes. Yeah. The ideal NBA Finals matchup is the Boston Celtics and the Sacramento Kings, and you cannot change my mind. <laughs> I don't know about Interesting. ideal. It is ideal. Switch that with the New York Knicks and Sacramento Fuck Kings, the Knicks. and then it is Fuck perfect. the Knicks. Also, the oh, we're going to talk about our favorite gotta, fantasy. Gotta, cool. Gotta I league. love Harry Potter. Uh, I mean, whoa, I do whoa, love whoa. Harry Potter. But, uh, yo, be the Steven and then Kyle. <laughs> Yeah. Um, for, for, also, the NHL playoffs start on on Monday, April seventeenth. So we sh- we should do it gonna, next week then. We'll, we'll, I yeah. cannot wait we'll for the Rangers to do next to nothing. This is going to be great. We'll, we'll see about doing it next week, or we'll just do an episode of it. Honestly, yeah, we'll, we might. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. Now, Steve, uh, what did you want to say? Yeah, so I saw reports today that Bill Belichick was uh, shopping Mac Jones around to other teams for a potential trade. Which comes after him, which kind of stems from him reaching out to Alabama coaching, uh, former Alabama coaches and uh, staff members on what to do on offense because, wow, it's like two awful fired head coaches be appointed our offensive coordinators. Crazy. We don't do anything on offense. And then the guy who, I believe he's the offensive coordinator, Dan Dan O'Brien was, or Bill O'Brien was the... uh, uh, the offensive coach, I believe, for Alabama. So we, now we hire him. It's like, wow. It's like you should have listened to Mac Jones. So it was. Uh, it, he was the offensive coordinator. Mac Jones, Tom, the offense before he graduated. Uh, yep. the most important of all that being um, that I did see that. It doesn't mean anything unless he gets traded mm-hmm. or moved or anything. And, and it's all rumors. Like Bill Belichick shops anyone and everyone on the team. He shopped Tom Brady a couple times. Like who, he shopped. Gr- he literally traded Gronk to the Brady Lions, Gronk. and Gronk said, "I'll retire if you do that." And boarded yep. the trade. He did oh. do that. He's done that. Literally, yeah. Gronk reason goes, "Wait, you want to trade me? Where? Yeah, I'm retired. Sorry." You can't <laughs> So the exact like, point oh is that it doesn't matter until it matters, and right now it doesn't matter. So yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, anything else? Nah, man. Uh, go onto our hockey Twitter. There is a poll series going on for polls of the best hockey city. Um, also follow us on. Also follow us on TikTok. 
I was going to go do this spiel, everyone. Uh, make sure to okay, go follow us on all socials. Make sure to follow us on YouTube. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, and definitely make sure to check out any past episodes if you're at all hit interested. Uh, we'll also be po uh, posting additional episodes, as I talked about earlier, on various divisions of the NFL and our current grades for them pre-draft. Uh, definitely make sure to hit the notifications button if you'd like to watch. We're live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and definitely make sure to go check out the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We do polls on Twitter I, every essentially every single day. Not only on our main Twitter, uh, which is usually for generic, you know, general sports for many different things. Uh, we do have a hockey Twitter as well and a soccer Twitter. Uh, Kyle is currently, as he said, doing a draft for the best, or I guess a bracket for the best hockey cities. Um, it's Boston included. Definitely make sure to go uh, vote for Boston, not for New York. Uh, and with that said, I hope you all have a great week. We will see you next week as we get close to the NBA and NHL playoffs. Have a good one. Be kind to.